Let's talk Tanya for the 17th of Shvat. Today we begin chapter 25 in Tanya, and in this chapter we are going to conclude the short way. We started talking about the short way seven chapters ago, chapter 18, and in this chapter we're going to bring everything together and um, tie up all the loose strings, and finally we'll understand exactly what the short way is. But before we get there, let's back up a little. How did we get to the short way? So, we first, we, in Tanya, we spoke about the long way. The long way is the path of um, overcoming the animal soul through using the mind and meditating and contemplating and creating feelings, creating excitement and passion and love. And we're just, uh, when it comes to doing mitzvahs, we're excited about it, we're in love with God. That is the long way. However, as Dr. Rebbe said in the beginning of chapter 18, this is not for everyone. There are some people who, for them, it won't work. People who, they don't have um, that capability, um, which is why the Alter Rebbe specifically pointed to the word mi'oid. The Pasuk says, Kikarev eilecha hadavar mi'oid, that doing um, all the mitzvahs and studying Torah is something which is mi'oid, very, very accessible to everyone. But how can we say it's very accessible if it requires this incredible mind work? So instead, we started talking about this alternate path, what we call the short way, which relies on the Ava Mesoteris, the hidden love, which is within every single one of us. And now we can understand the word mi'oid, the word very. Yes, it's very practical, because this doesn't require of us to create any feelings, create anything new. It's actually, all, all it asks of us is to be in tune with who we are. After all, because we are Jews, we have this love for God, um, an extremely powerful love to the point that we would actually even give up our life not to be separated from God. So all we have to do is be in touch with ourselves. So what does that actually require? On a simple level, all that means is we need to get rid of the insanity. As we discussed in the previous days of Tanya, there is this ruach shtus, there is this insanity in which we delude ourselves and we convince ourselves that uh, I could do this small sin, not a big deal. My connection to God um, it will survive this. I still remain connected to God. And that's insanity, because the truth is, as we discussed in the previous days, every single time we do an Avera, that is tantamount to idolatry. At the moment when we are doing the sin, we are as disconnected from God as if we were actually worshiping an idol at the moment. So as long as we take away what we'd call that arbitrary red line that we have, we'd say, okay, up into here, I can do. And I'm still Jewish, I'm still connected to God, but if I pass that red line, if I bow down to an idol, then suddenly I become disconnected, but that's a fake and arbitrary red line. If we can get rid of that red line, then we connect ourselves to the truth, and we realize that every single sin is a spiritually life and death situation. And just like I would give up my life not to worship idolatry, an idol, not to commit idolatry, the same thing is also I have to be that committed to not doing any sin. So, once again, this is not about uh, meditating and contemplating and creating some sort of feelings for God. It's simply about being in tune with who we are, getting rid of the insanity, and understanding that every single sin is a spiritually life and death situation. That is the short way, and by being in touch with that, that is how we avoid doing sins. Now, that's, about, that's when it comes to doing that which is wrong and avoiding doing that which is wrong. How about mitzvahs? How do I motivate myself to do a mitzvah when I'm feeling lazy? That will be the topic of discussion, God willing, in tomorrow's Tanya.